I like being special. I like being the one they call to solve the problem. I know that I'm the only one in this state who can do the work that I do or in this. I want to be the hero. Be the hero. I want to be the one that I'm available. Oh, somebody wrecked their face and I have to be the one put it back together because nobody else knows how. I got the phone call from the ER. All that drama, with all due respect, first of all, we're not saving, we're not reconstructing, we're not cardiothoracic <laughs> surgeons. This is not complex work. Okay. I come from a long line of physicians who do much more scary stuff every day. And I, I kind of want everybody to realize, like, get your life back. And this is so common thread in the beginning of every single mastermind where it's like, well, they need to see me, but I want to scale. I want to grow my business. I want to be able to take a vacation. I want to be at my kid's soccer game, but I have to be the one that's there. I have to be the one that takes care. And I think the truth is, is that is a big problem in our profession. Now in your cold open, Craig. No, I know. Just saying, but but Dwight, it's real. I mean, Trey, your microphone sounds normal. You actually yeah. sound like uh, I pulled yourself. a few levers. Pulled I feel like levers. everyone's gonna miss that, Trey. Yeah, they are. They are the deep, yeah. deep love. And I used to play that. We have to watch the comments to see who's angry. I used to no, play but bring him back. Please, used to have back. please comment too. if you would like him to reduce his mic back to bare metal. I think so, it would look good. It would. I agree. So I'll, right. I'll get your ERC money, by the way. I did. You got some checks today. It was like, oh, today. I did literally, yeah, I'm today trying to post today. So it is, it is it's crazy. Real. I it's thought you crazy. got him in a while like, back. I don't know why I thought that. I thought you got him in when I got him in. So, no. so by the way, um, there's, I got an email today from my bank. My bank is like, you could be eligible for up to $26,000 per employee. So it's just, it's still going on. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, if absolutely. you haven't done anything, Go check out. We got that that website still up. BPERC, Bulletproof ERC, which is awesome. BPERC, right? No, Bulletproof uh, yeah. ERC, isn't it? Bulletproof the, ERC. How do we not even know our own landing pages? Yeah, because we got a gazillion of them to help people out. <laughs> I know, but it's like that's embarrassing. Yeah, Bulletproof ERC. It's still do it, do it, do it. Holy shit! Yeah, I, literally. I saw Pete's checks. Holy shit! Yeah, it's paying. I've actually so I got my check today, and they're and they're hammering concrete as you know sawing concrete so i'm like that, that just paid for this entire new location sweet so good yeah. you know yeah. and that's i mean you know better with better use of of funds like that right yeah, yeah. investment just, just how many people everybody's just leaving on the table though why is that that people don't want to look through this process i'll tell you craig what happened so i actually had this conversation with my banker and he said he's like hey can you give me that contact he's like you got money he's like because all of my clients are being told that they, they don't qualify them. or well look at what you happened with you you said no to one of the masterminders and then yeah. dwight and i dwight had his companies that he was working with and i yeah. was working with these guys and or like the you. amounts they get, Craig, what I was going to say was like they were getting like $30,000 approvals on big practices. And they were like, well, it's probably not worth it by the time you fund this and do that. and that. Yeah. So they weren't doing it. And then I kind of explained to him the amounts that were possible when you when you go to a specialist. And he yeah. was like, what? Trey, so, you did it, right? Of course. I did. Yeah, good. Good, good. All right. Good. So, All right. Well, just check it out if you haven't done it. Please don't. Don't. It's not just for you. It's for your team. And it's a government program that exists to help people like you who kept your employees and pay payroll taxes prior. 
enough of my beating on the drum. That was not what I wanted to say, but I was excited. What about. other news other than a helicopter land in your front yard today, Craig? What other news do you have? Yard, your front, your practice. You had a patient come in in a helicopter, landed in your practice, and um, yeah, not a, not on my practice. So, <laughs> what? No, in your practice, you had yeah, patient. patient. I guess the, the full story since recording is it just so happened he had engine trouble while flying over my practice yeah. and had to make oh, an yeah. emergency landing on the neighbor's property. And then while he was here, he got his implant crown and took off. And they <laughs> and the mechanic just happened and to be at the dentist. It's <laughs> just amazing. I mean, the coincidence that can happen, but I mean, I th- I'm disappointed in you that you do not have a landing pad at your practice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's you're, not, you're not inventive enough to think through. That's that. what a ZRC is for. Well, <laughs> put it towards the, the helipad. <laughs> it's an E. It's an employee helipad, an EHP. That's right. It's like you said, it's for the team. It's yeah, for the team. For the team. For the team. All right. Looks like we have an agenda, folks. There's well, an agenda unless, unless we've got an intro with White, I know I crushed shut it down unless you've wanted i don't hear if you could do a little roasty poo that's kind of fun i i don't know i'm a little worried that sometimes the roasties are too hard for i mean i'll keep making them this but it seems like it's a little hard for some of y'all i gotta lie it's you mean for sensitive pants over there yeah don't talk to trey that way yeah you know it was only a single tier only a single tier friendships like most of y'all know it's the roast but i want to hey dwight when are you coming to florida where are we weren't you threatening to come to florida to hang out with me and do some stuff here weren't we doing this is this still, still happening we can hang out yeah yeah when you my want house and all that i'm in i'm in what's his no bart and yeah. i were talking about it he wanted to do it this summer okay good i just want to make sure that that happens because i don't know if you know this but i took pete out to to erc ranch bitcoin ranch bitcoin <laughs> Bitcoin yeah. farms. Pete was burning around on the dirt bikes and made me ride my. Yeah, I got a good video of like y'all troublemakers. No, I'm totally down, man. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have a blast. And I yeah. figured I should. I should put a buffer of no roasting for like a month before I come over. That way. Oh yes. <laughs> Just <laughs> in case. I'll yeah. be hurt. It's self-preservation. Yeah. All right, Pete. Let's throw this scorpions down. in your bed. Yes. Yeah, <clears throat> All right. So we've got an agenda. I want to talk about this article I found and I, you know, it was ironic. I don't really read dental magazines that come to my mailbox. Like for there, I'll come to y'all's once in a while. I'll look at them and be like anything interesting, stupid, stupid, stupid. There was an article that came out. I thought it was applicable to the stuff we talk about sometimes. So I've got a dental economics mag article. I want to talk about, I want to talk about, uh, you know, kind of the macroeconomic climate, economic climate that we always talk about. And then the recessionary strategy that, that you guys are deploying. So last episode, we did some marketing stuff, right? We were talking about kind of the best marketing strategy. I thought that was good. I actually re-listened to that myself as a listener. I that's thought it was really good. would say he likes to smell his own. Smell <laughs> fart. Smell my own fart. He loves, he loves saying that. I don't even know where that came from. Everyone loves their own brand. It, yeah, what do you mean? I, I think it's like Napoleon Dynamite or something. Yeah, but, but I want to talk about this cyber hack and the stuff would, that was that was posted oh, yeah. by... Dr. Uh, Paul Buddy Paul Goodman and he posted something that like associates were not being paid oh, at, Aspen. at Aspen and yeah. it was quote unquote for I guess for the cyber hack but there's conflicting evidence on that the ERC updates we already talked about and then Craig I want us to recap at the end to kind of talk about AACD and what we kind of learned and discovered oh, right. and um, and then uh, and also some some summits some summit stuff so big big agenda and then anything that will come in from there so I'll jump into it with, if you guys can see on your screen, essentially what, what this is done by the Levin group, right? And I guess they take 
bigger swath of of data from all all practices across the nation rather than just like you know we 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 tend to look at entrepreneurial practices and hear from entrepreneurial practices and i think it's a different i think it's a different data set but it's interesting to hear that so basically i'll summarize this article so it's profit down overhead up and overhead up by a lot and so 65 dentists reported that the rising overhead was the biggest challenge they see right now and i want to hear if you guys think that that's yeah that's legit or no define legit you want to know if we agree with it things that you highlighted or you underlined or underneath that little uh um, tag on the bottom you you highlighted some errors can i I read that too coming from the guy who's Face is covered by the same tag. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. My, my, this article looks good. My face does not. So that's a difference. Yeah. It's hard for me to scroll, but I'll, there you go. One was a banner year for production in most dental practices. It says only 4.6% of dentists reported that their production increase 20, in 2022 was greater than 25%. The significant decline. So yeah, it basically is saying there, there was a, there was a 2021 was a banner year for most practices and 2022 there's only been a small amount of people who've actually gotten better in 2022 than 21. I think that's a hard comparison first of all only because of the fact that 2021 was a pent-up post-pandemic demand. Correct. 100%. I agree. That's my first thought but generally speaking um, I feel that the natural tendency of everybody feeling inflationary spending or inflationary goods in their personal lives and in their business they push that on to their customers and dental offices and owners of dental offices started to feel that. But I think if you're not proactively watching what, what your supplier is, you know, charging you, or you're not evaluating this every year, I think this is where it gets caught. And I think it's just like Pete's rule. I have the same kind of rule. Like you're always asking for a 20% off every, like I ask for it every year. If I work with one supply group and I've worked with them and I require the beginning of every year, like I compare them with two other potential suppliers and we go through it and you ask for a discount, you compete it out. If you're not doing that, they're taking advantage of you right now because they Dwight, I do that. I got to tell you, I got to put a pause on that because I actually have been teaching that to some of my key people that are, you know, they're now in kind of some deals. And I'm like, look, get someone's quote, go back and say, hey, will you do X and let it always be 20% which they might then be taken aback, but then they will usually split the difference and give you 10. Good, absolutely. So whether that's the roofer that comes to your house or the supplier or plumber, whoever it is, ask for 20 and then they they split the difference and they feel good because they won and you're really aiming for 10 to split the mean. So anyway, not to interrupt, but that's a good little life hack that seems to always work versus most people just get the price like, okay, yeah, no, no, no. And I think your default should be to always ask for that and to build your infrastructure, your team to always be asking for that, because I think that's the natural tendency. And I struggle if people are not evaluating this every year. Mm. If you're, if you're a supplier, whether it's Burkhardt, Patterson, Shine, name your supplier, I don't really care, feels like they have an unlimited contract with you, mm-hmm. you're not doing business properly. Mm-hmm. Like my, my supplier knows you get 12 months like, great. And then we'll evaluate it 12 months from now. You've got to earn. This is the percentage you need to fall into. If you're not following this on the profit and loss statement, then you're doing that. So they don't feel like they can probably feel that they can go to most practices and inch that 3% inflation on their goods, on all their costs, but you can't, they know they're not going to be able to do it at our practice, or they know that 12 year, 12 months from now, they're going to lose that contract or six months from now, they're going to lose that contract. I think that's 
an aggressive tenancy, but mm -hmm. that's what you need to do to maintain and protect your business or else you will lose your profit over time. And they'll most inform them like the business is yours, but it's yours to lose, right? Meaning like this unimperpetuity. I think that's smart, Dwight, like keep everybody on alert. Um, it's hard work along those lines too, from the standpoint of, of contracts. And I always say contracts, not just in who you're contracted with to, to, to use whatever ancillary service, be it supplies or equipment, anything like that. I actually avoid any contract that locks you in. Mm -hmm. I want the freedom of a 30 day, 30 day window. And you know, if I really like you, I'll give you a 60 day window. But the aspect is if your if your product speaks for itself, then it's never an issue. Agreed. Yeah. Then you yeah. sharpen the pencils like Dwight said every year. And I think that's, I agree. Most people don't, but it's because it's set it and forget it. And then you are victim to them doing the same thing. I'm telling you, if you're not getting multiple quotes, if you have, if you've stayed with the same supply company, just to make it real simple, same supply company for, I don't know, cause that's your supply company. This is what you do. You're getting right. hosed period. I'm telling you right now, if, if you don't have a comparison bid every year, you are getting hosed in our industry, hands down. So my favorite is, is I go back and I say, by the way, this is what I can get if I go somewhere else. The last time I did this, AKA this year, I've reduced my cost by $150,000 across our note. In, in consumables and supplies? Consumables and supplies. Just because I did a cross comparison with two other suppliers, they came to market and said, well, if you wanna keep your business, you're gonna to have to make some adjustments and you're gonna standardize some of our supplies throughout, make, meaning we had to put the onus on them to standardize us. Dwight, maintain our I'm gonna pause you here because I wanna hear your steps for going into this. Walk me through how and why you started auditing. And, and if someone's listening to this saying, I don't have the bandwidth Dwight has, nor the acumen to do this. Can you walk through like some quick, like hacks of like, look at these three things or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we do this in our personal lives. We just, for some reason, don't want to do them in our business. Right. If you go and compare, like, I want to buy this car, right. You're going to go and get quotes, multiple quotes. If you want to go travel somewhere, you're going on to some sites. So a lot of people go on a site and it's like TripAdvisor. You're going here, or you're going to a site that's going to give you three different options for travel. When it's all about price in a lot of ways. And if what I do is I take all our supply costs from that previous year and Q1, my team knows we spend most of Q1 analyzing everything we spent our money on the last year and where we can save. So you're going through and you're cutting, and you're cutting, and you're cutting. And all you're really doing is getting three bids on everything that we spent our money on last time. And your IT company, if you want to keep your business with us, you're going up against this other guy. Why are you better than them? Am I willing to pay a premium to stay with you or am I not? You got to prove it to me. So for supplies, for example, I went in and you get everything we spent and every bit of supplies and volume amounts, the same way we run it for insurances or patient care and things like that. You run all your total amounts and you break it down for the whole year. You send that out to two other suppliers you're not working with who want your business and bring them to the table and say, hey, by the way, I do 12 month contracts, I allow you to come in, meaning I can kick you out at any point in time, there's no contract per se, but I'll allow you, I won't be reevaluating this until Q1 of 2024, kind of like what Trey is saying, right? But I'm gonna go through that and I can tell you every single time, they're like, whoa, 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 that's, they're cheaper because they're offering this quality or that. And they'll tell the dentist all these typical things. Guess what? It used to be that composite was vastly different. This one versus another in the past. Now there's 15 different types of high quality composite that are all within the same micro filled, micro macro, all that garbage. It's all there. This is all, this is everything is equal these days. 
you can go to all these others and say, I want cotton rolls. Cotton rolls are cotton rolls. If it's going well, to mouth, you should pause you for quality. a second. Let me pause you. Cause yeah. like you said that it's all the same. There are gray market materials, right? So yeah, we're talking, not gray market. I'm talking actual quality above the bar, above the bar. Clearly you can go to China and order all your coffee. Well, you guys can drive like 20 minutes across the border. I mean, yeah, you, guys... you can do You can do all kinds of things, but I'm Dirty. saying any of the suppliers I've <laughs> talked about, if you put Trade the top that. five to eight that you know that are in your area and service your area and you put them up against each other, right? you will notch that down two to 3%. How do you export that? Like, so that sounds like a lot of work, right? When I hear you talk, it sounds like a lot of work. So is there a way to quickly say, I'm going to export my inventory document and then reshop it uh-huh well you- first and foremost the if your supply company you're working with should do the majority of this work for you okay i need to know all the stuff i bought from you and every single invoice consolidates to an annual report yep. and the big boys will do that for doing you. any of this right so you're going to give me that data and they're going to tell you the first thing they're going to tell you is well yes but we don't want you sharing what fee structure i'm like Take the fee structure that you give me off of there. I want to know how much I spent and how many of each thing I ordered annually. They do all the work for you. They give it to you. You take that and you hand it to two others. And you say, if you want to keep my business, we're about to go through this little gameplay where y'all each show up and present what you think you're going to present. And we as partners or as an owner can go in and decide whether I want to pay the premium for that or not. If I want to stick with 3M products, because the way they get reduced fees for you is they bulk everything under 3m all right, right. we're going to use all these 3m products or three and a half here or if you're multi-location they'll help you balance your structure where it's okay. like we use 3m across all offices and therefore your inventory is free goods all these other let things. me uh let me get back to dwight i love that and i think that's an audit that should be happening and you're right i think we said it forget it because it's like so boring so like if you're out there and you want to look at operational efficiencies that's something we're to look at i'm gonna go back and to this also, one thing too pete gonna... is that there's creep so you successfully negotiate yep. your supplies and they give you amazing pricing. They save you tons of money. And then over the next year or two or three, it creeps. Right. It's yep. a lot like the credit card thing. Dwight, yeah, you're without- in air, air because Dwight, you were like the only person that I know that when we looked at your credit card fees, you had, you, you had negotiated them. You're a very special person mm-hmm. that you can look at these things that drive me batshit crazy. This minutia. So I'm the type of person that needs to have a company. So like with that, MCC thing that we we do, you know, yeah. that that's the one thing that saves me consistent money on my credit card fees. They save me thousands of dollars. But if you don't, if I, if I, when I used to do it as negotiate, feel great about myself. And then two years later, like, oh, I wonder how it's going again. And it was all super screwed up again. So it, constant looking yeah. at these numbers and you got to <laughs> make sure like what we do in my office is we have a no go. Our, our clinical supplies do not exceed four percent ever. We can't. And if they're when they're sub five, there's bonus categories for that. So we're just very careful of that. So we have there's an internal control on that because if you're looking at an absolute numbers, it's hard because you're growing. So just pay attention to your P and L and the percentages. That yeah, just- but even that, like when you were, you know, when you were at eight million as opposed to twelve million, now it shouldn't be four percent. Should be three point five. It should be three. Right. Like at some point in sure. time. You know, those are the, every little bit of it, I guess, just to bring it back to the article, like what you're saying, Pete, like my thought is, is I think every dentist thinks that the way you grow a dental business is to increase production. Yes. And the way you actually run your business properly is you reduce your overhead as you grow your production. Right. Yeah. Well, increase 
unless you wait for an article like this to tell you, oh, by the way, everybody's overhead has gone up. Oh, I must be everybody. Mm -hmm. that's, right, but, that's but not, dentists, that's not we're speaking business. to a very few percentage of people out there, by the way. The only reason why I even know about this stuff is because I almost lost it all. I almost yeah. went out of business growing my top line and not paying attention to my bottom line. It was ex existential. Like I almost ran out of this, ran out of money. If that yeah. same thing would have happened early in my career, I wouldn't have been able to weather that. Right. Most Using this probably stop listening to this podcast by now because we're like, oh, I'm not a business person. No, no, no one stops. <laughs> Craig, <laughs> the reason the reason that I'm bringing this up is mainly for fodder because our viewpoint would probably differ from you know a little bit. So I'm bringing this up as just what do you think, so that there's either consensus or 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 something can can learn from the uh, difference of opinion. Sure. So the next thing is is and we actually just talked about this on our office hours for our mastermind is that more than 90% of respondents believe that there is a shortage of dental staff available for hire. I get cringe when I see dental staff, by the way. But anyway, 90% says there is a shortage, 90% of dentists believe there is a shortage of people for, de for dentistry. Hmm. For sure. So we're, we're talking not dental. I mean, not dentists. I mean, it says staff here. Okay. Uh, Trey. So, so, so yeah, everything non-dental, let's non-doc, non-dentist, let's call it. I think they're, you know, you write an article for the same reason a news channel runs and runs a, right. <laughs> runs if it a bleeds, story. it reads. If it bleeds, I mean, it reads. That's right. So, I mean, looking at even looking at something like this, that one graphic sitting there in the bottom left, dentist reporting production increased greater than twenty five percent, and they're like, oh, look at this huge bar next to it, and then this tiny little deal here. Twenty five percent is a massive amount of growth, except for a startup type practice. If you're a, if you're a capacity practice growing 25%, that's doubling every three years. Correct. That is that is dramatic growth. And it is unsustainable in a single location because you'll hit capacity very quickly. Very quickly. So right. that's not appropriate to throw that out there and act like it is, you know, uh -huh. hey, we're, you know, we're, this is a huge problem. That's a very normal statistic. This is baseball talking about, you know, in this situation with these runners on base and this inning, given this, you know, this pitch count, this is what normally happens. And it, we can make up whatever statistic we know with that. So I think the, the team aspect of things, if there is a shortage of team, you know, people that are, you can hire for your team, then you go to every other industry and you hire from there in which there are no shortages. And one of the things we looked at, we've talked about this actually, but I just had chat GPT, write My, uh, my hygienist ad, and we went through a whole deal of looking at it. And what you realize is that in the prompt, one of the biggest things was. I'm not looking for people that are unemployed. I'm looking for people that work for other practices. Mm -hmm. I want people that have a job. So that's one of the big issues is you run ads or targeting or you're looking at, hey, there's a shortage of people. Well, there might be a shortage of good people that don't have jobs. Unemployed always don't that. apply. Correct. Wow. There you go. Love it. I love it. Okay. Trey the poacher. I like the it. Butcher. The well, butcher. Well, I also like poacher. What you're poacher. I, I like the one. fact that you admitted the article is written for eyeballs and let's let's be frank the person who's writing it is a consultant trying to drum up business for his consulting practice he does not get paid or make a majority of his money from writing articles for dental economics or whatever magazine yeah. that was yeah. it's like hey the, the future is really looking bleak trust us we take practices and make them successful you know and i agree with you practices reporting 25 that's a that's a great graphic but it's like you're coming out of a pandemic, everybody's booming, you know, this pent up demand. I think I agree with you, but I, but moreover, I, there's a lot of private chat that we all have 
And I'm, I'm still of the persuasion that there's, there's pain coming. And I know we had a group chat just a couple of days ago and uh, you guys are on a counterpoint to what I think, but you know, it's just the voices I'm tuned into and the people I'm listening to think there's like a big slowdown coming, you know, the, there's a slowdown of logistics. My buddy's a truck dealer and he's always the canary in the coal mine because logistics slows prior to the consumer feeling it. And they had a record Q1 and April just ground to a stop, like massive stop. And then my friend who owns a Ford dealership here who I've been trying to get a new F-150 from for a while called and he's like, I have 40 platinum F-150s and I'm selling them below invoice. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. And then something else happened too. And I'm like, is this something, is this, could we make meaning out of these tea leaves or is just, is this just a coincidence or, you know, as you guys have said in the past, it's all baked in already. Well, let's move to that. This, this will lead us into what I think is important. Like Craig, if you are saying that, that there is going to be a little bit more gloom coming a little harder times, a little stagnation in the economy, we already kind of talked about Dwight's little strategy about like, use this time to audit your supplies, lower that to 4%. I think you were saying, you know, uh, Craig, you said 4% and Dwight is continually auditing it. I think 4% is tough, but anyway, so let's well, keep talking about what, making sure what you're categorizing that 4%. This is not implants or your lab costs no, of course. or line stuff like that. Of course, not the lab cost. Yep. Yep. Let's keep talking about recessionary strategy. And, and I, what I have here written down is, is, a couple of things I'd like to maybe hear you guys, your takes, but my keys for a recessionary strategy would be to in, increase and focus on attracting hygiene patients, right? Because as we've always said, like those become fertile ground for t- treatment that people may not know they want or need. Um, and usually those are a, the lowest hanging fruit in terms of new patients versus like an all on X patient, so to speak, right? Which takes a continuum of leads and, and curation of that touch points. That makes sense from a marketing perspective. Yep. So that would be one. So my mine would be increase and focus on hygiene patients. Um, have your team review benefits prior to the patient's appointment. So many times we look at what is available after we've had the conversation and, and see if they're interested. But a lot of times there's an there's an Invisalign. Sorry, there's an orthodontic benefit, or there's premium. There's available cash for treatment that may be needed that could be paid for. And having that that acumen, having that knowledge, that foresight of checking gives you a different power to your conversation. I think, and then and then gear your verbiage uh, to that when you're in the, when you're talking about treatment. It's like, hey, I, we actually saw that before I came in here. I actually saw that you had a thousand dollars remaining on blah blah blah. Right? That's a very oh oh okay. Like like clear liner stuff. Like yeah. That. And, or high, whatever it is, right. Remaining benefits or, or benefits that may exist. And sometimes, sometimes I guess we just check after the fact is where I'm going, yeah. but being armed with that and air pay, you know, I know we've, we've got a great thing. Craig, are you liking air pay? We love it so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. We use that as a, as a insurance verification done automatically. So it populates and, and we have a, I think it's BP air pay, but it gives you, gives people, if you sign up, it gives you months off or a percentage off, but my team loves it because it really reduces the amount of work and phone calls. The level of insurance verification data that is given automatically is much, much more developed than some of the other ones. Yeah, I'm working with them to like create those customized reports so that they can send you an email or a comma, you know, CSV file that you can actually say, Mrs. Jones is coming in in three weeks and she has okay. coverage or, or liner coverage. 
aligners, which is huge because if like your, your insurance company is subsidizing your clear aligners, like that's awesome because okay. most adults don't have it. Let me get through this. The third thing we'll come back. I mean, that's cool, but like, let's get through the three strategies. My third one is look at negotiation strategies for supplies and labs. And we already talked about this, the 20% Dwight. So those would be my three things is, is renegotiate the labs and supplies, look at benefits prior, prior to the appointment and increase in focus on attracting and, and creating that hygiene experience for, for new patients and hygiene experience for hygiene patients. Okay. Anyone else want to jump in? Craig, you want, since I cut you off, do you want to kind of jump in on that or yeah, let me just let me just say one thing you know whenever you know i guess it's the way my brain works i got something wrong with my brain but listening to the ways to trim and weather yourself for the storm is never like really powerful for me and i know we need to talk about it so we're doing the audience an injustice if we don't hmm. speak of the battening down the hatches and preparing for the storm i think that this next economic cycle like all economic cycles are where people can go and make their killings. Like this is the time when people who are aggressive and have cash will be able to turn their, you know, 10 millions into 100 millions, 100 millions into billions. Like this is the time to do something. So I think you have to look, to look at two distinct areas. You have to have a good, a good sword and a good shield. The shield is to pr protect your house, watch your 3.4% to 3.5%, blah, blah, blah. That stuff drives me crazy, although I know we need to do it. We're doing an injustice to the listener if we don't say, look at your supplies, look at your credit card fees, et cetera. But I also do believe, like, I've been waiting and having cash for a while. Like, I sold that land and I had the cash because I thought the recession was going to come sooner. And I don't know if there's a massive dip, but like you always say, or Peter Dwight, I don't remember, but people drop things when they tend to be, when they're running. And I don't think that there's going to you know, be when they're scared, when they're scared, I say people drop things when they get scared. So mm -hmm. there's going to be dental practices that people are just like, they got their ass kicked during COVID. It was emotionally scarring. They have PTSD of that. It's not that long ago. And then with the news and the sensational articles, I think there's going to be some really great practices and opportunities around. I think some DSOs will go out of business. You know, I actually think that capital okay, market may dry up. And I actually, that's what excites me as much, if not more. Than so, I mean, so this is to the audience that has a tremendous amount of dry powder like you do. So we want to gear the podcast to that as opposed to talking about. No, not a tremendous amount of dry powder. You don't need a lot. You just need, just know that I don't think it's here yet. I'm a big believer that the, the pain at our, at our cash registers of our practices has not begun. It might be beginning. And I think there's going to be a lot of great opportunities to be aggressive that might just be merging an existing practice into mm -hmm. yours you don't need cash for that you can pay them you're off. basing this i think craig based on 2008 and 2009 kind of scenarios where there was blood in the streets and, and if you had bought even if the blood was yours you'd have been a rich guy right now right entirely different it's an entirely different paradigm right now in my opinion that's kind of right but when none of us will know we'll know in two years from now okay well then then you're, right you're, now presu just you're presuming that I mean, let's just get on the same page. I think that would be good because we talk about this all the time. We're all very different. And that's why I brought this up. That text thread that we had in our private chat was, I think Dwight was, let's find out what the position of each one of us is. Are you guys thinking that this is a flattening? It's like kind of a flat spot and then a rebound? Or do you think there will be blood in the streets, the proverbial blood in the streets, things things falling apart? We've already had this conversation. Right, but it was months ago. Yeah. 
Okay, no, nothing's changed. Interest oh. rates went up a little bit. I think right. they will start trending down, I think, because in stagflation, which is the worst, which is an inflationary environment where people aren't spending money, like the worst scenario. Stagflation, are we as business owners and a lot of the big wigs that like to have an opinions or talking heads like to have opinions, they like it when it's going up or when it's going down. When it's stagflation, they're confused and they're scared. And what they is that? What do you mean by stagflation? Just so you can explain that. What does that mean? A rising interest rates and no economic growth? Correct. Correct. Exactly. And so when they don't know how to define it, it's going up or it's going down. Well, and they're inflationary, in inflation, yeah. and then no economic and no yeah, inflation. Right. And so on that impact, what I'm struggling with is hearing these doomsday talking heads, all this. Why? Because it's the same thing like that article. Like it's, it's trying to get people to listen to you. They're not actually out there actually working on their business, realizing and paying attention to their consumer, paying attention to their numbers. It's like the, the, the docs who responded to this survey and said that 90% of them think that there's a shortage of dental staff, right? You know what that means really to me is this is a bunch of individuals who are not actually, they haven't built an environment where they can take anybody in and make them better people. They're waiting for good and established dental staff to come in who already know how to work. Like, oh, you have to have Eagle soft knowledge. You have to know how to, right. suction, how to take it. Like that is garbage. That's just poor business. And so these are the individuals who are creating a scarcity environment, making people think that when in reality, if you run a good business, you have a good onboarding system, training protocols that allow people to be successful, but they're not saying 90% aren't available. They just think they've made this funnel so little it makes it hard for them to recruit yeah. anybody for any one position. Craig, I believe real estate, you are right. You will probably be able to get some deals in real estate. I'm Absolutely. not sure about that in dental practices. And here's why. It's because they have yield and they have, you can already acquire them like, you know, for two and three times, four times earnings. And like, and, and so I had a conversation. So I went to F1 this weekend, Craig, you knew that. And I told the guys and it was through YPO and, and half the reason I go to a lot of these YPO things is because it's a great incubator for talking, you know, half of it is fun and half of it is get a pulse, that? get a pulse, right? Yeah. Different industries, different people, non-dentist, right? Like, um, and so I was talking to a guy who had building supply company, massive building supply company in, in Texas, actually. And I said, so here's the deal. I'm trying, I'm wanting to build a couple of buildings right now. And really step on it. I was like, should I, you know, I don't want to do it though in this inflationary environment, right? Our building suppliers are so much. He said, yeah, you know what? Like he basically, his conclusion to me was things are never going back to where they were. And it's not even because lumber is going to go down or whatever. He's like, it's all the other cost. It's the cost of labor associated with actually producing it. So he's like, don't wait, go ahead. Right. Interest rates may be high and building supplies may be high, but it's not going to get better. It's yeah. not going to dip down to 2008 is what, what yeah. I was trying to get to. Starbucks coffee will never be a dollar 50. Never. Ever. It doesn't go backwards. Yeah, right. It doesn't readjust. Yes. Very, very good point, Greg. And so, so that was to me was like, oh yeah. And so I think sometimes when we, when you say like, Hey, sit on the sidelines into the dry powder, you may get some deals. Sometimes, you know, the person who sits on the sidelines, it grows old and gray. Yeah, you know of course, it's like time in the market, same thing. It's time. In the, the, the analogy yes. I've always used with that, even paying at premiums and things like that. If when mm -hmm. I jump in the river and the current is flowing, and you're waiting for the deal, you'll never catch me. Yeah, that's a good one. That's very good. My biggest, my struggle with exactly that is just sitting here and listening to people kind of just sit on the wayside waiting for the right time. There's never, the best ROI is opening up your operatories and seeing patients as soon as possible. I don't care how much you pay for it. 
you can make incredible profit. We're talking about 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% profitability in dental practices. It's far more profitable than any of these costs we're talking about building anything. But some people are so scared because they're like, I want to get the best deal to build the practice or expand or add two operatories. I'm like, the best deal is getting them open as soon as possible. And that's where this concept of getting stuck on the economy or what, the, honestly, it's too many people leaving the TV on and paying too much attention <laughs> and not listening to all that, which is made to be for TV. Right. Leads it reads. Please it reads. Okay. So, so we kind of hit some strategies there. I mean, I wasn't expecting you guys to be like, all right, my one, two, and three would be this, but like, Craig, I do think it is important to get in the dirt and then get in the clouds, get in the dirt. You got to have both. And so what you're saying is like, Hey, I've got a bunch of dry powder. I want to get some stuff. Let's talk about that. And that's a cloud movement to me. The dirt movement is let's look at supplies and, and we're at 4%. I want to be at 3.99, right? Like that's a dirt move and you got to have an equal balance in my opinion as an operator. Yeah, will... it's, sword, it's sword and shield. You have to play okay. the game from an increase your revenue. you got to block intact. Or, you know, that, that's not... Shake and bake, I, I think. Sort of right right. Yeah, shake and bake. I mentioned it. I, with all due respect, <laughs> but you have to play the game from both sides. It's it's developing oh, a strategy in all deal. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> wants to play on both teams. Well, yeah. Nice. No, I'm going to dig a deeper hole. Yeah. I'm digging deeper. No, but <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with you. I, I hear you, you're saying. I just, I'm you just can't my... step over dollars to save the dimes, and you can't save your way to prosperity. You have to focus on driving forward, and you have to do the best strategy from the standpoint of, of saving money and appropriate business tactics. And really, it's your model. It's, it's always readjusting your model to fit whatever, your, whatever the, the season of the economy is. But you got to drive forward. you got to keep moving forward. But it is a good point, and I'm happy that you guys pushed back on it. I am I am thinking about this in a very different way. It's true. I would tell someone saying what I just said to me, I would actually tell them, like, time, get in. Get in right now. You know, you, you if we look at things, it, it's frustrating because when you buy that house, you buy it for 500 The guy before you 10 years ago paid 100 You're so freaking pissed off. Like, well, how, you just paid 100 Like, and I'm paying 400 but you don't realize it in three years. You're that guy that paid 400 now it's 800 Asset prices are not going anywhere over time. And waiting on the sidelines is, is a silly move. I, I'm just, I am in my own neurotic brain trying to find the bottom as like a fun thing, but it's it's not good advice here. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I don't, I just I don't had a learning moment. Getting better. As far as tactical things with recessionary strategy, one thing I would add to your list, because I love, I love the focus of the avatar, the hygiene patient. One thing I, I would tell doctors and people with associates to help them re-energize themselves on the understanding of the recare appointment, not just the, the new patient hygiene appointment. Everybody thinks the new patient hygiene appointment is sexy. The truth is, is the recall is the highest case acceptance. Like you said, we know what's coming in. We know what their benefits are. You know, like all this to me, one of the big key cogs is morning huddle, right? It's, it is, there are days when a provider, you may come in and they've got a light schedule because they had two, three, you know, cancellations. I had two big cancellations uh, on Monday, actually. And I was going to see patients that day. And I come in, I'm like, whoa, I'm sitting on my tail here. And I'm like, what am I going to do? The money is in the chairs. The production is in the chair. So if you have a good morning huddle and a strategic time to slow down and look at everything, not only look at your benefits, but know what's already coming in that is already treatment plan and get them in other chairs and do your same day dentistry. 
I, I ended up producing over 10,000. Like it was 50 well, Dwight, at the end of it. Like if you, from the summit, like we actually in the summit manual. So we have kind of how to run a successful morning meeting. And that is actually, there's kind of five key components of that, that we talk about. And one of them is what you're talking about, yeah. looking, identifying in the meeting, same day opportunities. Doesn't mean you're going to have the time to do it, but right. it does know that there's pending treatment and, and conversations that you could do if there is cancellation. So going back to that strategy, you know, same day would be a massive recessionary strategy, but you've got to be, got to be on where do you, where do you time your same day from? The chart when the patient's in the chair, right? Is what I'm saying. So you've got to have yeah, that. Hygiene. Right. Hygiene. People, You're right. Yeah. People think that same day is like, Oh, people walking in. No, 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 no. It's the patient's already in really? the chair. Well, I think there's a natural that. gut that people are like, well, same day means somebody walked in and pain, something in pain. Which no, no, that's, that's good to clarify that. It's same not, day it's is actually what's in your office that very day that you're converting over, either diagnosing because they came in for an exam, you're converting over it, or you're in hygiene, you're diagnosing and you're converting over and you're getting it done the same day. And I think the other piece that a lot of people miss is they feel like this is business talk for their team. And it's not. What it is, is it's comprehensive, great customer service and patient care. Patients don't want to come back. None of us want to go back to the doctor multiple times. You and need also, to get it right, down the patient, patients don't. The patients don't tell you they have a crown out. They make a cleaning appointment and they bring the crown in a Ziploc. Right. So how many times have we gone in like, oh, you know, I'm coming in today. Oh, great. Get a cleaning. Yeah. And plus that these two crowns fell out two weeks ago. Oh, right. well, you didn't book time with me. You know, like we, we think that they understand, they think they have an out, they have an hygiene appointment. Yeah. Let me just bring everything in at that point. And by the way, guys, if my mic goes out, tell me. I just did via text. Yeah, but you texted me and I'm not like, I can't multitask. We just uh, thought you weren't talking. We weren't paid so, exactly. so right, that is That's a good differentiation. That's a good difference to clarify when we do say same day dentistry. We do not mean walk in dentistry. We mean, we mean with people who have been on the schedule for a while, which means that you have ample time to review or same day opportunities, yeah. right? Typically that happens in hygiene and, and my our hygienists go ahead and look look at that. And that's something that's talked about. And it's not, hey, we're doing number 14 today. You know, and you know, everyone can read the damn schedule. Do not waste your time doing that with a morning meeting, right? No number 14 is going on Mrs. Jones, right? You know, that's a seat. Yeah. But what you don't is, does there's an outstanding balance? Is there other treatment that could be done, right? Like those, are, that's a good use of the 15 minutes for your morning meeting, not Today we're doing scaling and root planning on Miss Jones, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, and that's when everyone dreads the morning meeting because they serve yeah. no value. Yeah. And I don't think that assigning morning huddle to a person, an office manager, like it should be a team effort approach. Our hygienists present their same day opportunities. Our doctors present opportunities for open spaces where they could take on same day, but it's usually their assistant speaking for them as a team conglomerate, kind of speaking it out. The that is the goal. Is it that morning huddle is a team approach, and it is comprehensively done by everybody, so that everybody's bringing something to the table and say, "Oh, actually, you've got an extra hour and a half. I think we can move this Sarah over from this person to this person. Right. It shouldn't be a problem. Might be a different doctor. Well, go ahead and do an intro. Grab me before I go in for this for the intro. All that is the, the care key to Dwight. Can I piggyback on what you're saying? Is yeah. that there's keys to this, in my opinion, is that you put it in how in patient benefited verbiage how lucky are you that i just had a cancellation not a cancellation an opportunity
No one cares. Okay, you you yeah. must be living life the right way because wow, right? Yeah, we just had a last minute. We can see change. you today, whether that's BS or not. But like, it's it's all about the verbiage that someone's presented in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So moving along, I think that's good. Unless Trey, you got anything to add to, to kind of a recessionary strategy that we didn't cover? No, I think I think the sustainability of a dental practice is is it lives in the hygiene program. Okay. So statistically, you put, too. You put that together, you you weather any storm because you can pull the same day treatment out of all those of that that program. We're we're very fortunate in medicine that we have a a recurring preventive strategy of seeing patients. And if you really think about it, how many how many industries in medicine, how many fields of medicine have you have colonoscopies, you have us, you have mammograms. I mean, you have dermatology. They're, they're part between. Yeah, germ, germ. Well, derm is adapted. Derm is put in a whole bunch of elective stuff, Botox and fillers to get yeah. that frequency up. So we're not dependent on waiting and uh, waiting for the phone to ring. But Ray, there are practices out there that are dependent on that. They they run they run business models are just all on you know all on X meccas or whatever Invisalign specific or clear line specific practices. Those have holes in those business models. For sure, they they we're so blessed as well. You're right. And by the way, my friend is a plastic surgeon. He's like one of the largest uh, consumers of Botox. And for those dentists out there that are not their I'm sorry. Nothing. Yeah, he's he's like 74. He looks like he's 28. Except for down here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's like, you guys are so lucky. The reason why we have to do Botox is because people don't come in frequently and, you know, we don't get a chance to touch on them. Like, hey, you thinking about the facelift or the blepharoplasty or the whatever. Right. But the Botox allows them that frequency. So we are so blessed. And, and if you think about it, statistically speaking, the most important statistic, I know that we've all heard it a million times. But it bears mention one more time. It's the pre-appointment rate, not the reappointment rate. Pre-appointment rate means what percentage of your patients have a next appointment booked. Yeah. And that's the single metric that over points to overall practice health and success. Well, it's not and let me say this about that too. Pre-appointment is a lagging indicator of reappointment. Right. So but the but the reappointment rate is a hygiene specific thing. Hygienists do a great job of reappointing their patients. But so you could have a reappointment rate that's 98%, like ridiculously high, but only 20% of your patients are actively in the hygiene system. Because let's face it, when we finish yeah, a case, a when point. I see a lot of my doctors finish a case and they drop in that FMR, see you later. Not like no let's next go. visit, right? No so next that, visit, they walk into into the account, door. That takes into account that none of these metrics work in a vacuum. All of them right. work together. You can't do yeah. focus on one and, and ignore all the others. But if you have that, if you can focus on that pre-appointment rate, though, it's the largest net to catch it all because yeah. it divides the active patients with the next appointment. Pre, because out of sight, out of mind. Pre-appointment rate is your recessionary indicator. If you have a bad pre-appointment rate, you can expect local recession. I love people who think, oh, well, nothing's happened. No. It happens locally in a lot of businesses. They have a quote recession within their own business. That's because they haven't done their pre-appointment rate. Their patients aren't coming in. If you want to figure out your own business, there might be a recession going on out there, but there's nothing going on in here. It's because you're locking in this one. And if nobody does anything else, the pre-appointment rate is the one to focus on. There's no doubt. And, about and that. by the no. way, just, just assign somebody in the practice that responsibility mm -hmm. and have them just gently beat that drum every Monday morning. Like, hey guys, great job last week. It went up 1%, yeah. just 1%. We're we're getting there and that like Pearson's law, that which gets measured and reported back tends to improve just one person every single Monday, pre-appointment rate, pre-appointment rate. So yeah. I, I actually never look at the 
the pre-appointment rate. I only look at the hygiene pre-appointment rate, but I look so, at it in, in conjunction with, I, I monitor how much, what are my active hygiene patients versus my active patients. So I have to see that that benchmark is hit. Then I monitor the pre the reappointment rate, knowing that that's feeding the pre-appointment rate. And then the pre-appointment rate, the hygiene pre-appointment rate tells me that I will always have a sustainable program. And then I can pull those people out. When you only focus on pre-appointment, which, which includes the restorative side of it, you can have that one practice that focuses on all on fours. It's a restorative heavy practice can be, have a very good looking pre-appointment rate and then get just get trounced in a, in it's a lead indicator is what you're saying, Trey. That was what you were saying earlier, right? There's yeah. lead and lag and that's a great lead or prognosticating indicator of how you're yeah. going to do it. With this, yes, I was saying the reappointment is a lead indicator to the pre-appointment, which is the lag indicator. So reappointment, a good reappointment feeds the pre-appointment. But in this case, if you're focusing on just, just pre-appointment as opposed to hygiene pre-appointment, it leaves a big gaping hole for that practice that can have those numbers look good. But if it's a restorative heavy practice, you look good all the way up until you crash because there's no hygiene program to keep feeding that, that, that restorative. It's the engine. It's the engine that feeds it. So you can keep going if you have a good hygiene pre-appointment. Oh man. It's so much to look at. And by the way, you, you get something good in your practice. You get a metric that you're really working towards and have it optimal levels. And you kind of lose attention on it and say, and you focus on the next thing. And then you go back and you have to pick that part up as well. It's, it's a never ending saga of this. Even when you build good systems, you know, after a while, things tend to fall apart. There's this organization that happens. Unless, unless, Greg, unless you focus on, in my opinion, a sustainable amount, and this is just what works for me, you know, I think if you gamify the five or whatever, right. maybe, and I think there's really five that move, and then we've talked about that in our AAC that, AACD lecture, right? Like no one has got the damn time to look at a hundred, right? And if you do, like it's probably a point of diminishing returns. So yes, you're spinning plates, Craig. And I agree when you're spinning one, you're like, this is awesome. And you kind of take your eyes off it. You look back in a couple of months, like what the hell happened? You know, but, but I think as I kind of said at AACD, like it is incumbent upon us CEOs or the people leading practices. You just have to have some level of acumen on your numbers. Otherwise you're A, going to get taken advantage of, or B, you're going to wake up and be like, what the hell happened? Right. And you're the one we've with those driving there. the car. What do you mean? You know, yeah, we've all been there. What yeah. do you mean this is going on? What do you mean? Weren't you guys, what do, weren't you guys looking at no. this? Like no. it, it's your business doc. What are you talking exactly. about? Exactly. Yeah. No one can care more than you. And <laughs> um, if you don't care. It's hard to set this example. I've been there, done that. Okay. Let's talk about some, some gossip. Let's get some dental gossip. Ooh, Aspen. Yes. So I was looking at the dental nachos feed, of Paul Goodman's, and I saw this like post. So he sometimes will take repurpose some of the stuff that's on Facebook. Cause I don't get on Facebook because it looks like a whole conversations. <laughs> True. <laughs> It just looks like a terrible cesspool of conversations. I don't even go there. So, but he repurposed a conversation that I guess an associate was asking. He put it on Instagram, which I saw. And it was basically someone saying like, hey, I work for Aspen and they are not paying their doctors right now. And so it was like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. What's going on? Where Craig, and then I posted that to our group thread where Craig quickly was like, hey, look, they got a, they got a cyber hack on their data. So I'd kind of dug in a little bit. Maybe I'd love to hear y'all found out, but there is a vulnerability. Okay. Looks like there was a vulnerability and there was data was being held hostage uh, for a ransom. Um, now that maybe, you know, I don't have any 
don't take that for fact. That's all just, this is just the rumor, but like, so it was interesting, which prompted Dwight, Dwight, I believe you brought this up today in our office hours was, has everyone have, what's the name of the insurance, Dwight? Cybersecurity insurance. Cybersecurity insurance, right? And and looking at your IT. Did y'all hear anything else on that, on that Aspen deal? Just the fact that, I mean, clearly they've been having some public share value issues. And what did the stock do that day, by the way? Does anyone know? Tanked. It, Did it really? It got so cheap that everybody, that's why everybody was yelling consolidation. Consolidation's about to happen because someone was going to make an offer that they couldn't. Really? Know. Well, what happened? How long did it go on for, Dwight? Do you know? I don't. All I know is that they were, they had just had an uptick in their stock value and then they had some executive drama going on. It was like one thing after another. And then they had the payout issue and they, that started dropping and the then, they the yeah. then they had the hack and it went like below appropriate share value where it was a negative spend. And so it was already being considered for sell, 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 get out of this before it tanks any further. So let me see where we're at on the stock. Value. Trey, you didn't hear anything. Did you not to that level? No. I just thought, I mean, I was, I was just thinking like, it kind of blew my mind right when I saw Paul's post and I was like, holy shit, like, you know, not paying. Well, I mean, you said there was, there was more to it. What, what do you, what, what's going down? What happened? Well, there was more to it, meaning that there was, there was a lockup on the data. Therefore, if you can't access your systems and you can't access then the pay and how are you going to look at, you know, what doctors produced what and all that stuff. So I guess that was the reason for non, um, non-payment, but um, there's stock symbol Aspen. I don't know. ASPU. ASPU. So that was just, you know, it's just kind of a thing that, you know, as we have all been talking and beating the drum and like, don't sell your assets and like, you know, and people saying like, what's it like to work for a DSO? Like sometimes this can happen. Not that this couldn't happen to a private. It can happen to all of us. Sure. But guess what? Is that, is that really it? ASPU Aspen Group Incorporated? Yeah. They traded seven cents down. Yeah. That's what I was saying. They're, price target is a dollar 83 and they're at seven cents right now Wait, that means they got their no it, they lose money now yeah. we have to have asp has to be the wrong this is not the right symbol where's our genie it's not i'm right here craig yeah but <laughs> ASPU, <laughs> dude aspu what dwight is telling me that as aspen dental revenues are 17.07 million no 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 no, no. what are you looking at Anyways. I'm looking at ASP, what you just told me. That's not that's not what it is. You're giving me the wrong symbol. I'm okay, calling bro. bullshit on, on D Whistle here. Please comment <laughs> below at, <laughs> at Is that really? Let's have some fun with this. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know how else to explain it, but I'll leave Well it just keep <laughs> talking me through it. Well, I don't know. Pick any Aspen Group Incorporated. Let's see. ASPU is at seven cents share right now. Let's see. I can give you more information on charts. Like we see. shouldn't be doing this live, but no, I don't care. It's, it's, listen, it's gonna, I'm putting my neck out. I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna get torched. Aspen Group. Aspen Group. It's seventeen. What am I seeing here? Am I really seeing that their sales are that? I mean, their revenues are that low. Revenue is seventy seventy seven million. Okay. That's A net income of some... net income right now is negative ten million. That's what I saw. They're, yeah. So their net income, they're losing $10 million a year? Correct. Jeez, I just don't understand. Uh, operating margin is negative 11%. Pre-tax oh, my God. How's that? Is that a healthy profit margin? 
Well, it's like a software thing in that it's basically operating on growth and scale. Like, you know, as I was talking to some other but, buddies. But by debt back, though, guys. Debt back, it's the growth, not the profit. Enterprise value. It's crazy, EBITDA. right? Enterprise value, enterprise value. Is enterprise value to EBITDA is negative 4.1%. Negative 4.1, sorry. Um, so return on total capital, negative 12. I mean, obviously, at this point in time, these are automated formulas. So they tell you to buy because it's a buy ratio because the expected target is 1.83 cents. That's but, crazy. You know, it all depends. You know, at some point, you know, I mean, what a robust company, though, guys. What an, what, like, I had no idea about the financials, but as an outsider, you know, just the dentist looking in on Aspen, being that they own Clear Choice and their facilities and, you know, the quality, what I, what appears to be the quality of the, work life for the dentist at Aspen. I know people that work at Aspen and they don't, I mean, I think from what I've seen, it seems like one of the better ones. It's, you still want to buy that Aspen property, Craig? You and, you and I were looking at <laughs> in Florida. We were looking to buy an Aspen like practice, but just the real estate holding. Yeah, right? Peter and I have this idea about trying to create a portfolio of dental real estate, which I love. I just love, I love a lot of real estate, but Actually, I'm not loving my shopping center lately. I got to tell you what, what happened. I was about to say, I was like, what's yeah. the, I'm getting my ass thoroughly kicked right now. So like, we all have like a being landlord until you realize all you want to do is a single tenant space. Maybe no, I, no, it's not a single tenant space, but you know, like when we have a masterminder come in and we just like really unlock all these opportunities because we can help people see around all the corners. So I am like two year dental dentist in real estate. It's like I have two years of experience. I know enough to be dangerous. And I've just really screwed things up at my own shopping center, but I'm going to fix it. I got it. I'm going to fix it. But yeah. The unicorn is the single tenant space. It is not a multi-tenant space. Yeah. It is just hard to find. It's massively profitable. It's fantastic. And we ignore it and then try to go multi-tenant and play landlord instead of. Yeah. Well, I think the most, the biggest takeaway is when you write a lease to a tenant, you should at least read it. (laughs) (laughs) These are just basic stuff. Yeah, so that's it's so true. I heard Greg and his lawyer arguing with each other, and and he was like, "Did nah. you read this?" And like, isn't that what he's I like, paid you to read this? He's like, well, I thought you looked at it." He's like, "Craig's yeah. like, I'm not the attorney." I'm like, "You're the attorney." He's like, "We should sue them." I'm like, "I read the use clause that you wrote. It says that you you allow people under the jurisdiction of the state to me as a dentist. That means we're catering to prisoners." You're not. <laughs> so, Anyway, it's fine. I'll deal with it. But it's, 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 I've, I've had a lot of accelerated learning. Learning is costly, guys. It's, hey, that's actually a really good point. It, it accelerates your learning. It accelerates no, your I, learning I, and you kill it next time. I'm so not upset. Put that into the contract. Like yeah, it's a long story. It's a, it's a long story, but long you, story. you can't, like, the same way we're preaching to dentists, like, know your numbers, know your pre appointment percentage. My buddy, who's a real estate, like, mogul, my buddy Michael, is just like, so wait didn't read any of that i'm like no and then yesterday i signed a quote because i have a property manager and my my thought was the property manager is going to do that but like you need you need it's incumbent upon you if you run a business you own a piece of real estate you got to do so this is all me guys it's all me i'd love to point the finger but i was just a knucklehead but i'm still going to do okay and your velocity sometimes you miss things right but like just like always say be the advocate of your healthcare, be the advocate of your legal be the advocate of your practice like you unfortunately have to be the advocate of a lot of things in your life which is be the advocate of your supplies right well Uh, all we really uh, do as business owners is constantly checking and making sure like everything we've talked about thus far is like this 
keep your eye on it, delegate, make sure it gets done, recheck in, check in with your supplier. It's like really all we're doing is just checking to make sure things are getting done because you set it, you set it up and you have to go fix it again and fix it I don't again. Believe that's, I don't believe that's all we, I don't believe that's true. Well, I mean, that's essentially what we're talking about today. From a maintenance standpoint, yes. Yeah. Okay. There's always maintenance, yeah. Yeah. All right. You're well, probably not the one doing the maintenance though. Well, I was yesterday. I'll send you pictures. Well, in some cases, yeah. But. Yeah. I walked up. I'm like, there's like broken asphalt everywhere. But any dentist well, in, in so, Stewart, Florida, let me know. I've got an amazing shopping center that's about to be really amazing after I clean up the tenants. Or um, uh, you want to open up a foot massage place? <laughs> that sounds good. I learned I'll about those too. <laughs> I learned about those as well. I'll put in some checks on Aspen here in a second. See what's going on. Yeah. Do I eat you give us though? All right, well, let's let's uh, let's keep let's wrap. Craig, do you want let's want to talk about ACD retail? Yeah, I, I want to talk yeah. about ACD. Dude, have so many about that. Hold on, have you guys ever been? Wait, hold on, Dwight's got something. Wait, wait, have we ever been to the the conference? Well, my thought was this: I want to ask y'all more like question and answer. I'm terribly interested in a how well attended the event was. Okay. What type of individual did you interact with? Compared to the people that would show up to a summit, that's one more. at a time. Wait, one at a time. One okay. question. All right, go go. How how so, well attended was it? So like I have no. Peter has a really good understanding of the ACD, and in fact, when when two thousand, we I went there. So two thousand on Dwight. That's the context. Yeah. So he okay. actually went to the actual Gaylord Hotel in the DFW area, like sure. fifteen yeah. years ago, like as a new dentist, and like looked up at all these, you know, the heroes of dentistry, and so he has a lot of perspective on it i in full disclosure when i was we were asked to oh, stay when i was asked to come on stage i said peter i don't know if we should do this and he's like dude this is great and i didn't know anything and i walked away thinking like having a really profound appreciation for aacd and from what i understand they had they went through a little bit of a rough patch where they kind of got in their own they, they just believed their own hype for a while and under you know not the greatest leadership it declined the membership declined over time and the summit attendance declined but there's new leadership coming in i don't think it's public knowledge yet but there's a new and appointed a new appointed president which we can't talk about but he's a rock star and i'm really excited about the acd men i thought the people were there were cool right i thought the event was cool i thought it was congenial i thought there was probably like what how many thousands three thousand no i don't know about that there's probably a thousand. Okay. Yeah. You know my motto, never let the Maybe truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah, yeah. Thousands. Well, there were thousands of people at the Gaylord. They just weren't there for the ACD. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get a head count on that because there's such a the rooms, right? There's so many courses going on at the same time. So it's hard to and we didn't go to the general assembly. So we were lecturing, I think, right after the general assembly. But I want to give a shout out to uh Brian Baliwaz, who we spoke. We we spoke at this little breakout session, Peter and I. It was Brian Baliwaz. And a guy by the name of Phil Shaheen. Oh, little. It was a huge room. What are you talking about? A little breakout room. It was a big room. Yeah, it was actually, yeah, that was 300, by the way, wasn't that? Yeah, 200? But, but proceed with the Brian. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea about the numbers. Where'd Trey go? Just Trey just bolted. Is that boring? <laughs> He's like, fuck, I'm fuck it. I'm out of here. Yeah. He didn't say your microphone. What is that? Yeah. But Trey is actually going to be going to the quadrant dentistry and blood. No, that's too big. That's way too big. I'll do quadrant. Single tooth and blood. I corrected you on that one. Yeah. I actually had two two symposiums go to the AACD. I didn't know they were going. It packed up, hit the road. 
Trey's at the form of Cresol and what, what Summit. The biggest, what's the difference between the type of attendee? So, um, so let me just let me just kind of them. let me just finish with this. So, so we had a we had a breakout. It was awesome. What I was most impressed about is that it started at nine and the doors open and it flooded in. We had actually people coming in saying they actually attended the AACD just for us, which I'm happy they told me after, so I wouldn't have had any pressure on. <laughs> Brian Baliwas, SF Dental Nerd, he's a badass. He did a great presentation on marketing. And um, there was a bunch, I mean, the future looks really bright for dentistry. You know, met a guy named Joey RK, rock star, brand new minted dentist, doing, you know, a lot of super GPs in this in this room. Mm-hmm. So ACD is not, to me, it's not just the guys that are just doing the cosmetics, but they're dot, deep diving, they're doing Kois and Spear and, and, and all sorts of surgical training. Another one, was Jessica Wyatt. What a badass. Was that not normal before he, that, that, I, that yeah, they were, he knows the perspective, like super GPs versus just special, like aesthetics guy. No, it was, it wasn't super GPs. It was really just aesthetics. generalist saying, you know, being cosmetic only. Right. I think that, I think that new phenomenon of the super GP has come on more recently, not phenomenon, but people have identified like, if you've been in dentistry long enough, I get that story. Like, look, I was all I did in 2008, seven, eight, nine kind of thing was cosmetic. And then you learn, you learn hard, hard and fast in a recession. Like, That's not a very good model to only being a quote unquote cosmetic yeah. dentist. Right, right. So Dwight, I think there's been to your yeah. question, what was the room filled with? I think yeah. it was filled with a still a uh, predominant amount of craftsmen kind of people, right? Yeah. Like yes, people that are sure. very serious yeah. about, about like, they just want to do more and more and more and more clinical and more and more like, you know, look at this case and all this stuff, which is right. And just expand, is awesome. Awesome. Expand on, what you just, expand on what you said, Peter, just so the audience knows what you're talking about with that craftsman comment. People yeah, the craftsmen kind of take craft and not necessarily dental business people. They're not multi-location, multi-doctor. They're all, you know, our age or no matter where they are in their life cycle, they're actually into their craft. They're not they're, hiring multiple They're doctors. clinicians that have clinicians. Dove, in, dove into that at a high level, which is exactly yes. who you want your clinicians to be. Well, yeah. and they become the LeBron James of their own little ecosystem. And that, and unfortunately, that is not scalable, right? The car accident, the skiing accident, you know, like David, you know, I remember when David Hornbrook lost his thumb in a skiing accident, right? And he was like, at the time, like almost lost half of it. The, you know, the world's kind of cosmetic dentist, you know, he was lectures and all this stuff. And like just losing the tip of your thumb on your right hand, your, your dominant prepping hand yeah. can, can change the trajectory of your career. And so that's not a very, when there's vulnerability in that model, right? When you're LeBron James, you're winning championships in your, in your, in your five operatory office and something happens to you, get sick or whatever, you know, that's dangerous. The model's predicated on you. And so I think there's a lot of that. I think they're amazing dentists. I was looking at some of the dentistry on some of those accreditation boards, Craig, and it's 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 lovely to see. It really is. Yeah, it's just, it's really cool. It's very just, inspiring for the craft of dentistry. And what do you think that they took so much from from your presentation? Yeah. So can I answer this, Craig? Yeah. Please. So I think Craig, I think was really asked, right? Because I think there's some optics opening up around that, right? Because just what I was saying is that you can't just be kind of like can't be very myopic and just say, well, I'm going to do this and nothing. I don't need to worry about anything else. They are getting 
wiser and wanting to bring in people who can, can help teach business. Because I always say, it's not that you're not the best at your job. It's just, no one knows who the hell you are or no one knows what the heck you do in your community. So there's marketing, there's scale, there's more locations potentially like you have to, it's your job. If you're that great to create awareness and scale to, to your community, in my opinion. And so I think they're getting wise and they're bringing on people like Craig and I, who are, who are just as passionate in their direction as they are cosmetics and bonding and stuff, just as passionate about growing practices. Like we kind of said, like we grow practices, right? We grow our own practices and we help other people grow their practices full stop. And, and I think it's, I think getting that exposure in an, in a quote unquote niche Academy, like AACD is they're, they're wise. They're, they're very wise to do that. Yeah, I agree with that. But and, I, and I do think to comment on one thing you said earlier, that world it is predicated on them, which can be, which creates a vulnerability, but that's the vast majority of people because yeah. scale is not on most people's mind, but there should be exposure to scale because right. it opens the door to teach you. If you did lose the tip of your thumb, you can pivot. There are adaptations that you can do in your, in your vision and your model. I mean, you can change, and frankly, you could change careers, but the ability to do so pred is, is predicated on that, that fact that, you know, you are aware of, Hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to, it's interesting, Trace. I heard a, com a conversation and the, and the woman we were talking to at the time was basically saying like, look, I can't do that. I can't scale and increase the size of my practice because everyone comes to see me, me, me. they, they won't be. Heard and I have associates, but no one wants to see them. And, and quite frankly, they're not as, they're not as good as me. So like, isn't won't the people deserve the best treatment? Right. And so that is a, that is a, that is a business psychology that you all of a sure. sudden are going to put yourself on that. And, and meanwhile, my back hurts. She was, my back hurts. My hands hurt. My, this hurts. Yeah. I don't have time for anything. And so this becomes narrative in your head. I'm the best. I should be working. No one can help me, but woe is me. Look at all the things surrounding my life. I made a great income, but I'm on this treadmill and I can't get off. Right. And I, by the way, it doesn't have to be such a buy. It doesn't have to be so binary. It's not be full you can you can hybridize your practice it's not sure. scale or not scale there's a way to hybridize yeah. it but you know peter and i were talking about at the aacd there's a very it's like they i think i want to give them kudos because they recognize that we have to offer a full dot a full nutritional diet of ce you can't just learn all clinical clinical is wonderful and it's great and we hats off to those amazing clinicians it's it's it's, it's like the first step but it's almost like we need a CE timeline. The first CE is master your craft and, and do these things. But then ultimately you have to have another stream of CE that teaches you how to be a business person because you have a hole in your, in your knowledge base. So by and large, the people we were talking to were really good at what they did, but completely clueless how to take the next level or how to run a business. Yeah, no operations, no operations, no operations, no, no procedural Nothing. protocols, things like this, right? It was like, just, you were good because you were good. Like the practice right. was good because you were good. That's it. So our lecture was like, it's not about you. It's like the dentistry and then not the dentistry and not the dentistry is much, much more. And I think it's, it's I'm really excited for the AACD because I think. The new leadership is going to be good. New leadership, but they also liked what we were doing and we were invited back to come back and, I'm just a huge fan. I mean, my flight got canceled. Peter and I were flying out and I came back because my flight was canceled. I had the best time ever. And I told Peter next year, for sure, we want to spend the entire time because they're just cool dentists. Yeah, usually we fly in and out of places like, you know, because it's like, yeah, all right. But these are the cool dentists. Like I, Peter and I are actually going to join the ACD. We're going to do it just for the, you know, 
I mean, that's that's what was talked about. It's like, what is it, six hundred bucks? But uh, what I, I love about it is is you know I think we've gotten the luxury for several years to get to work in and around and with so many doctors and masterminds, and I just want to point something out because I can speak personally from this situation from being a super GP like that was my world and the the true cash profitability of my practice was based on my shoulders right right and the truth the reason I can you know it's listening to you talk about those in ACD right I've been to those con enjoyed it like I get it too but you look back and you realize those are individuals who, and I can say this because I've been there, where they almost prefer to be special than to be happy. And <laughs> it's a hard thing. I can status. say that. You're talking about status. I like being special. I like being the one they call to solve the problem. I know that I'm the only one in this state who can do the work that I do or in this. I want to be the hero. I want to be the hero. I want to be the one that I'm available. Oh, somebody wrecked their face and I have to be the one put it back together because nobody else knows how. I got the phone call from the ER. All that drama, with all due respect, first of all, we're not saving, we're not reconstructing, we're not cardiothoracic surgeons. This is not complex work. Okay. I come from a long line of physicians who do much more scary stuff every day. And I, I kind of want everybody to realize, like, get your life back. And this is so common thread in the beginning of every single mastermind where it's like, well, they need to see me, but I want to scale. I want to grow my business. I want to be able to take a vacation. I want to be at my kid's soccer game, but I have to be the one that's there. I have to be the one who takes care. And I think the truth is, is that is a big problem in our profession. And it doesn't mean you can't grow and you can't scale, but you've got to accept the fact that happiness does not come from being the special one. Happiness right. comes from being the fulfilling one who scales your business and teaches others your craft and gives you the ability to be with in a fulfilling life with your family too. So I love that well, you're doing your, your happiness though. Yeah. Your happiness does that. It's a, it brings into question the lifestyle comp, the, the whole lifestyle comment of you build what you want. Right. Right. The freedom of direction. Freedom of direction. You got it. Right. That's right. And for those that are into the status, like Peter said, that's your your freedom of like he likes the like that's legacy. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's there's plenty of dentists out there that are doing phenomenally well as solo solo practitioners. They're making great money. They consolidate the schedule from five to four to three days. I mean, that's an amazing life too. And they love it. Yes, so but I also just, think you should be reading Arthur Brooks's Strength to Strength and realizing that that's the first half of life, but the majority of life that comes after from fulfillment is not that. It's well, not about being that, special. The it's ACD not a happiness scale. Right, but the ACD provides something like that too because you can be an artist in your craft and then wind up getting accredited and then you're on stage teaching other people. It's just a different column of the Strength to Strength. Right. Well, you and, know, and here, they brought you all on stage to, to talk about it. To their yeah. Right. So yeah, to they're playing. They're seeing that as they jump the curve yeah. to the next that second half of life. Right. So kudos to them. Yeah, no, it's super cool, guys. Holy shit, I loved it. Guys, we are we are pushing about a hundred hundred. We're pushing an hour. We're pushing one hundred and fifteen. Handing in. See, I came back from F one. By the way, tracks. Pete can't see numbers. I saw. I saw our buddy Randy at F one. Yeah, got a quick hug, and he told me. That he's uh, got to go catch his helicopter. Oh shit! True story. And I was like, dude, you took a helicopter to F one. He's like, yeah. It's like, oh, that's a next level move. But anyway, watching F one is crazy because it goes by so fast, and you almost have to watch it on TV because right. your vantage point is only turn one, and there's fourteen. 
Meow, 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 meow. Anyway, cool. Did guys, you see what he, how he, he looked? He looked great. No, I didn't mean Randy. I'm like saying, like, as they drive by, like, you can't see anything, but it's no. an amazing party. I want to so, go next year. It is yeah. still, if you've never been, it is a cool. I'm going to Vegas, to I think. To. The Vegas F1 in October, I think. Just because yeah, it was very Montreal, addicting. Like, it's cool. Like, I got my Red Bull hat on, and like, you know, I got. You know, and, and the series on Netflix. sponsored it, by the way, right? Wasn't it? Crypto.com, yeah. Yeah. So Netflix has got that cool, that cool special. It's really brought, yeah. I was listening to the guy, Zach Brown, who's the head of, you know, we, they, YPO brought in speakers and such. And Zach Brown was saying how he's the head of McLaren's team. And uh, he was saying how, how 75% of new uh, attention has to F1 has come that from. Hard. From the yeah. yeah, that's serious. The whole world, the whole world is infatuated with F1, and it's Isn't just it? new to America. It's new to yeah. the states. It's like soccer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I want to tell you guys, it's been some pretty cool. So sometimes I see some of like the ticket matriculation on the summit stuff because it operational. I'm, I'm close to Lacey, and so I see some things, and it's really neat to see like some doctors. Like I'm, we're seeing like nine, you know like 19 tickets at a time and like people just really yeah. leaning into their office. And it's like, I want to reach out and hug them and be like, you just made the best investments. I think it's really cool to see that. So this summit, speaking of Vegas and, and F1, this, this summit's going to be special because a, we've got massive size, everything in Vegas is special, but uh, it's going to be just a lot, a lot of great energy there. And, um, and, you know, kind of how I mentioned, you know, one of the, the half reasons I go to YPO events is because of the energy of people, the things that you learn that you didn't think that you were going to come to learn, right? I went to an F1 event, but guess what? I learned about construction and I learned about this business roll up and I learned about all these different things. And I think that's the beauty of like going to an event like Bulletproof is that you come for, well, I want to see the manual. I want to hear Craig and Pete talk about this, or I want to hear Dwight talk about, you know, whatever it may be, sure. but the halo effect benefit comes from like you meeting someone that may be in that same struggle as you and you having that conversation or your team That's having right. that conversation. Right. It was so right. What you think you're going for is not the intended effect of what happens. And I'm just, I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm really excited about it because the feedback we're getting the ticket, the amount of tickets that are being sold is crazy. So, and we're still shit. I mean, how many months away are we? What are we in May? We got four months, right? Three, three and a half months. And so this shit's going to sell out. So, so don't delay, don't delay. Let's do it. Let's, be Let's do it. I'm excited about it. Yeah, Trey, so are you coming or you have a baby? In hotel. No, I'm, I'm done having babies. I already no more babies? Yeah, it's 93 days, 13 hours, oh, 27 minutes away. Oh, 93 days away. Good. Just so you know, too, that I just want to make sure everybody knows that there's discounts for groups. So you bring 10, you get 10. You bring 20, you get 20. Bring 30, you get 30. What an amazing investment. You don't just have to take your team on a blue cruise. I was like... <laughs> You say that again, Kurt. Slow down. So 90, you bring 90 people. He will pay the 60% so that you can get 90%. We will pay you. Yeah, exactly. I honestly did tell somebody last year, there's a guy, I tell them it's, if you don't, it's worth a hundred grand. I said, if it's not, you come find me. And he actually came up to me at the end. He's like, listen, it was awesome. Shout out to that guy. It was sent through uh like not Andy. quite a hundred grand though. Well, no, it was not. It was not. It was like twenty. Go back, team. go back, and and clarify what you were saying about the ten. Go please, back and clarify. Please. Why did I mess that up? Yes, you just said if you buy ten, you get ten. It's yeah. percent. No, yes, yes. Buy ten tickets, get ten percent off. Off buy your 20, aggregate, get twenty percent off. Buy thirty, get thirty percent off. Big difference. I will say it again. I heard 30, fifty percent. We got it. We got it. <laughs> 
So he just rolled back that generosity. Oh, what? By 10 10? That's 50. Yeah, but listen, <laughs> we should do a 50 50. So if someone does bring 90, do they get 90% off? Let's just email us or drop a comment. We'll figure something out. <laughs> I would love there to be something. Yes. That would the be answer so is a larger discount. I'm totally down. I'll, I'll hey, show. let's hit up Aspen. Who came up with this math? Came up with this math. All right, guys. Anything in closing? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap. If not, good stuff. Good stuff, gentlemen. Good to see y'all, fellas. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys.